From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone. Romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663, or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're talking about how you can find joy in the traditions this time of year. There's a quote from Rita Barreto Craig that says, traditions touch us, connect us, and expand us. And that's what we're going to be talking about, specifically around those traditions for the two of you as a couple. Yet we start every One Extraordinary Marriage episode with a hug. And a hug is really, this is, this is our high five to you. Mm-hmm. Right. This is the look at what you've done in your marriage. And this hug comes from a post that we were tagged in on Instagram that starts with date your spouse. It is so important. It matters. It's holy. It honors God. Dates got you to the place that you wanted to marry your spouse. So to stay married and connected and have a thriving marriage, you must continue to date your spouse. For the first time in four years, we've been blessed this fall to be able to work it back into our regular schedule, Mm. protecting one day per week as a Sabbath, a day to rest, play, have fun, refuel, do something life-giving, connect with God and each other. Let me just say, it's not easy. We have to fight for it. Everything comes against it, but it's biblical. It's saying we trust God to do more with six days than we can do on our own in seven days. As we put him first, each other second, and trust him with our schedule, our time, and everything else. We are also committed to doing some intentional investing back into our marriage this season. We are absolutely loving going through the six pillars of intimacy together with From One Extraordinary Marriage and the Adventure Challenge Couples Edition for fun and creative date ideas. I love that pairing. Mm-hmm. Our favorite date day so far, you guys, here's a super fun creative date day. Listen to this, what they said. Going to a thrift store, each buying an outfit for the other to wear, a minimum of three items, giving each other a new name for the day, wearing the outfit out in public, doing a public activity together, and asking a stranger to take our picture. <laughs> I literally <laughs> laughed and smiled all day, nonstop. How amazing, right? Here's a couple that, that is just working dates back into their schedule, coming up with creative ways to do it. And I know that that's one of the activities there in the, uh, in the Adventure Challenge book. But getting into this place of saying, hey, what does it look like to put us first? Mm-hmm. And what are, the, what are the rewards? And you know, when your face hurts from smiling so much and laughing, that's a good day. Mm-hmm. That's a Absolutely. good day. Absolutely. And it really ties into recreational intimacy, which is a lot of what this focus of this particular episode is about in terms of traditions. And, you know, this time of year, there's a lot of traditions that families embrace, maybe not embrace, but they do it because it's tradition. You know, those things that you do every year that really signal that it's the holiday season, Mm -hmm. right? That Christmas is upon us. And, you know, Merriam-Webster defines traditions as the handing down of information beliefs or customs by word or mouth or by example from one generation to another. And I thought about that, you know, as as preparing for this episode, because so many of the traditions I think that people think about are the ones that we're giving to our kids, right? How are we passing that down? What do, what do we do with our kids and for our kids? And really the focus of this episode is what are the traditions that the two of you as a couple are modeling for your kids? And I think also you can get caught in the traditions that our parents set up and we're still trying to live out their traditions and what they, and we can do that. Mm -hmm. And yet at the same time, how do we forge that new path 
that's going to be our traditions. Cause I remember there was a time for us where it was like, yeah, we're trying to create these traditions for our kids to see. We want the, we want them to enjoy this, this time and in other times. Mm -hmm. And yet I also remember there were other traditions that we were also a part of. Right. And, and, you know, when it comes to this idea of finding joy in tradition, I mean, some of it is, is determining the ones that you want to do mm-hmm. as husband and wife and also the ones that maybe, and I said this to a couple in a coaching session today, maybe you need to let go of, right? Yeah. Because there might, there, there's that tension, right? It's easy. It's so easy for couples to lose themselves in the hustle and bustle of this season to, to do all the things for everyone else and, and put marriage on hold. But Marriage doesn't do very well when it's put on hold. I actually think that marriage can only go one of two ways and, and you know, not doing anything is not really an option. Your marriage is either growing or it's not growing. Being put on hold generally falls into the we're not growing, mm. we're not staying connected type of aspect. And so it's so important to get into this place of saying, wait a minute, let's evaluate. There's nothing wrong with evaluating, having an awareness of where the two of you are. And how are you staying connected and close throughout this holiday season, which is what intimacy is. Right. Right? When we speak about the six pillars of intimacy and we say intimacy, it's that closeness and connection. It's the simplest way to look at it. Mm-hmm. And right now, when you're looking at you know, finding joy in, in traditions, how are you guys staying close and connected? Mm-hmm. And what are you doing for yourselves as a couple? Mm-hmm. Because yes, you know, there's a lot of stuff to do with the kids. And, and I will tell you, there were countless Christmases where in our marriage, it was all about, all about for the kids. And we were kind of like an afterthought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know what? It, it was interesting because as I was thinking about this episode and what did we do? What were the traditions that maybe you and I had when the, when the children were younger? And <laughs> you could actually think of one. I, yeah, I did. Wow. It was, around, I couldn't. it was around our sexual intimacy. And it was the tradition of, because we always stayed at mom and dad's, and we typically always had um, lunch over at the aunt and uncle. Mm -hmm. So what we would end up doing is after eating and everything, we would always find a way to sneak out and say we had to go find something or get something. And we would rush back over to mom and dad's house and have sex. And that was something that we did around our sexual intimacy. But I can only think of doing that like two or three times. No, we did it more than that, honey. Really? Yes. <laughs> and I think we of that spent, more. We spent every Christmas up there. No, no, no. I know we did that, but like I can only think of doing that. Like I don't remember doing that when the kids were little. I remember that doing that as like, in, well, yeah, engaged couple and uh, like newlyweds. I don't remember. Yeah. That, that's amazing to me because I totally am like, we did that when the kids were little? Yeah. Well, I think th- those were those years too huh. where... In, in, and we've talked about this before that, you know, with our second child, Andrew, passing the day after our oldest in that Christmas. In December. In December, it, it really took you out for mm-hmm. probably a good seven, eight years. Mm-hmm. The holidays and especially Christmas were, were very difficult for you. Mm-hmm. And and I, I really do believe there there are times that you just sort of said, you know, I, I probably I, don't have I, a lot of memories. Of yeah, Christmases. I, I, yeah you went through it. And but as much as maybe you don't remember it, I do as us stealing away and just finding some time for us with everything else that was going on, because 
Alex would be doing like his Lego set. Yeah. Abby would be doing something with mom or dad. And we would just be like, all right, we forgot something over at the house or we're going to just go grab a, a little something just to, to get out right now. And then we'd come back about a half hour later or something. Yay me. I totally don't remember that when the kids were little. And, and that, you know, it's an interesting just side note. Um, and I don't get mad at anybody. I, it, th- there are times when you have to have grace around certain things. And, and I do believe when our spouse goes through something traumatic, and, and we may both go through traumatic situations like Elise and I did in that time, we, we dealt with it differently. Mm-hmm. We, we dealt with it vastly differently. And so this many years later, I mean, we're talking 18 years later, there, there's no reason to hold on to it on my side. I, I've let it go long ago and there's extending grace. And so mm-hmm. in this conversation, I'm not frustrated with Elisa that she didn't know about it, nor would I question her at all. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love her unconditionally. And the best thing I could do if we weren't behind these mics right now, I would be just giving her a big old hug and I would just hold her in my arms and just tell her I love her. That's it. It's, it's okay. Like, cool. You don't remember those? I do. And you know what? I can I can share those with you. Yeah. And you know what? It's all right because we can make some new traditions. Yeah, because I totally that we remember, both can remember. I totally remember. <laughs> <laughs> totally, like well, and the, I remember the Lego sets because there was probably a good decade plus that Alex got Lego sets, and so everybody yes. was always building Lego sets. And it's really interesting because I, I hadn't thought about that in regard to this particular episode. But you know, sometimes there are those those really traumatic seasons that can that can rob you of the joy. Um, and specifically in this case, you know, our son Alex was born on December 13th. Um, our son Andrew took, you know, came into existence, was born, died um, December 14th. Mm-hmm. And Christmas is 11 days later. Y'all can do the math. Like Tony said, very, um, very challenging time for a long time. And, mm-hmm. and it did, you know, as I look back now and as he even brings that up, you know, there was, there were many, many years where Christmas for me was about performance. Mm-hmm just checking all the boxes and make sure everything was done because that was a protection for me of not having to deal with my emotions and, you know, working through that and getting to a place where it's like, okay, what does that look like again? Because, you know, I want to share with all of you what it means when the two of you have those traditions that are just the two of you Mm -hmm. and what that means, because we asked the question this past week on Instagram. And now that Tony and I are even having this conversation and, and, Guys, what you don't know is we don't sit here before an episode and like go in depth onto what we're going to talk about and how we're going to talk about it and, you know, all of the little nuances. Tony's like, give me the 30 second rundown. And so I'm like, okay, you know, here are the bullet points. And then we get behind the microphones. So I did not know that our journey with Andrew was going to come up. That's, that's yeah. just totally a God conversation woven into it. Yeah. But it ties in so much to what you all shared with us about why having these traditions are so important because of how it you know, creates connection and deepens the intimacy. And here's what you said about why it's important to have these traditions with your spouse. You guys used phrases like, it gives us an opportunity to be all in with each other during such a busy season. It's a great time to reflect and look forward at the same time. Hmm. It brings us closer together. These times together have been some of our happiest moments. It's important to my spouse. Mm-hmm. It's about having unity and connection. Mm. And there were so many words in there. I'm, I'm hearing words like opportunity and reflection and closer and happiest and unity and connection. And I will tell you, I was reading this and I'm like, dang, don't we all want more of that in our marriages? Like what shifts if you are looking at your spouse and you're like, let's take advantage of an opportunity. 
Mm. What shifts if it's like, hey, you know what? I want to dream with you again. Let's dream. I, I literally said this to a coaching client yesterday. We were talking about just some strategies for his marriage. And and he's like, Alisa, he goes, I, I want to sit down and, and do some vision work before the end of the year. And I'm like, absolutely. You need to reflect. Where have you been? Mm-hmm. And what do you want 2023 to look like? You know, what does it mean if you go into January closer, more unified, more connected, feeling happy, feeling important? Right. What shifts when that happens in your marriage and when you're like, wow, we wrapped up this year and we're heading into next year and this is amazing. And what happens if we as extraordinary couples go against the narrative that says, and there are a lot of narratives when it comes to Christmas and what Christmas should look like in families, but there are a lot of narratives that say, you know what, this is just all for the kids. Christmas is, Christmas is about the kids, right? Or, well, you know what, if, if you're a good friend and a good family member, you'll attend everything that's on the calendar between Thanksgiving and New Year's Day. Or maybe the narrative that, you know, just kind of goes on repeat that says, there's not going to be enough time to get everything done. I will be running on E for five weeks. Mm. And, you know, I, I, I match that up because I was, as I was preparing for this episode for all of you, and I'm hearing all of these statements that you made about how amazing it is to have these traditions as couples. And I'm thinking about this narrative or these narratives that say, you know, it's not about you and you're going to be busy and you're not going to have enough time. And I found myself thinking, well, what happens if we flip that on its head? What happens if the one family says, you know what, everybody else can do that, but but not us. We're not buying into that. We're going to actually look at the calendar, understand that there's things on the calendar that we are going to go to, understand that there are kids activities and recitals and presents to wrap and all that kind of stuff. But say as, as a collective, we want to go into January joyful. We want to be able to find joy in the Mm -hmm. things that we do this month, because we know that if we can find joy now, the launch that we're going to have for the new year is going to be epic. Mm-hmm. Right? And so we want to talk about how the two of you can do that when we come back from this break. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We're back. And we're talking about how the two of you can embrace your couple's traditions this time of year. And I want to say from the get-go that embarking on a tradition, doing something, like it doesn't have to be epic amounts of time or money. Right, there are traditions that cost zero dollars. Yeah, absolutely. And and a tradition can be as short as something that's maybe like ten or fifteen minutes. To yeah, some of you will spend significant amounts of time, but that's a choice, right? It's about finding what's meaningful to the two of you. Because what what Tony and I have as traditions, we're going to share a couple of ours. Um, 
may not be the same ones that you choose. We're good with that. We never want you guys to be us. We want you to be the best versions of yourself that you can be. Mm-hmm. No, nobody needs another Tony and Elisa. No, you guys <laughs> do what's going to be best for you. So that way you have the extraordinary marriage you desire. Mm-hmm. And that's why we come here and we go, hey, what have we done? What have others in the one family done? So that way it starts it starts to percolate. It starts to make you think. For for some of you, you're listening right now and you're like, oh, we have our traditions. Yeah. And that's awesome. Like go full on, like live them up, enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Others are going, yeah, we had some, but they sort of fallen off. They're not really, they're not really joyful. Mm. They're, they're, they're sort of more of a, they're sort of a drag. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, how about we find a new one this year? And for some of you, you've never had them. Or maybe you've contemplated them. You've had family ones like from your family or your spouse's family. And yet you're still trying to come up with traditions that are your own. Mm -hmm. Like you're you're still like in this place of like, who are we? Like, what Mm -hmm. is our family? What do do we do? Like as a husband and a wife, that's a tradition that we want to be doing now until we're a hundred years old, Mm -hmm. you know? And so wherever you may be, take these. Mm-hmm. Listen to them and put them into play. Maybe some of them are going to work for you. Some of them, you're like, eh, that wouldn't be us. Go find your own. But hopefully what, we, what we're doing here is just stirring you enough mm-hmm. to just go, all right, this is something we can do. And for those of you who had them, like, think about them and, and the joy that it does bring. Because so often we can see the glass half full mm-hmm. or half empty. Half I mean. empty. You half always empty. see the glass half full, so you wouldn't even think glass I know. empty. <laughs> and a lot of times, it really is seven-eighths full. Mm-hmm. And we live a blessed life. And we have so much to be grateful for. And in this time, it's just taking some time for one another, mm-hmm. making your marriage a priority, finding a tradition that brings you both joy. Yeah. I mean, here's some of the ideas that you guys shared with us. Uh, apples and board games on Christmas Eve. I could totally see us doing games on Christmas Eve, you and me. I don't understand the apples. I, it was on there. I, okay. If, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if the apples is a part of the board game or like you're eating. Is it like apple pie? Is it like it, something with the apple? It's an Instagram response. Okay. It's apples and board games. That's their <laughs> tradition. Okay. Uh, filling his stocking on St. Nicholas Day. Yep. I love that, um, which actually makes me think, I know a couple years ago, um, we got a picture from a couple who, one of their traditions, they actually have his and her stockings, but they're the bedroom stockings, which means they only stay in and get filled in the bedroom because mm. it's like their sexy stockings. I like that. Um, and so that was super fun to get that picture years ago. Uh, date weekend, pulling a mattress to the living room and spending the entire weekend in bed by the fire and the Christmas tree. Wow. Which is so funny because we have friends who don't have kids and apparently this pulling the mattress into the living room thing is like a really big deal because they, we were, had dinner with them the other night. Yeah, that's like, right. They shared that with us. Yeah. We do this every once in a while. And I'm like, I don't think we ever have. We ever have. Our be- our bed is too heavy one. Well, we've got the whole upstairs down. Like it would be. But it's, it's not something we've ever thought about. Like for us, like laying on the couch is totally cool. Well, and we have a big section also. We can kind of make it like a bed. But even so when we did it, like laying on the couch just watching yeah, football or you know one of our one of our traditions over the years is laying on that couch and watching the movie elf okay i still laugh i don't care how many times i've seen the movie i still laugh when he's crossing the street and gets hit and like 
but the taxi cab. The taxi cab. (laughs) (laughs) We've probably seen the movie a hundred times, but every year. At yeah. one point, like typically we watch it as a family at some point in time, but there are times when Tony are like, want to watch Elf? Yep. Yeah. That's always a good one. Wearing matching pajamas. Yeah. This this has become a big one over the years. And I think at one point in time, you, you made us wear matching pajamas. I I'm, did. I, I'm not big into the, the pajama thing, like personally, but I, I wore them on Christmas Day. You did. I, I would you did. I'd wear them. Like, hey, some of these traditions, you may not be all sold out for it. And yet, you know what? Well, you, I have I have coaching clients and th- they backed this up from Christmas and brought it into Thanksgiving, but she had gotten them matching shirts for Thanksgiving. Matching shirts. Yeah, like like they were wearing like, like a, Thanksgiving like the, like a turkey on it. She didn't show me the oh, picture. Okay. But but you know, doing kind of the matching thing mm-hmm. might be the thing that the two of you do. Sure. Oh, absolutely. I, I think it's cool. What else? Cutting down the Christmas tree together. We we did well here in California you don't cut down Christmas trees. There's nowhere to go get a like like there are Christmas tree farms. Right, right. But there's nowhere really in California where you would go somewhere and cut a Christmas tree and Let's like say Southern it. California. Southern California. Southern coastal California. All right. Well, so, even when we lived up in the desert or anything, you're not cutting down a Christmas tree in well, the what desert. About that, what about that Christmas tree farm where your parents went to a million moons ago? Didn't well, they cut down trees there? Like I remember going there when we were like dating. I mean, that was almost 30 years ago. Off the 60? Yeah. That was a Christmas tree farm. They picked well, out yeah, their Christmas trees. No, no, I, I know where I know which one it is, honey. It, it's seared in my head, and every time I drive to go see mom, I, I see it there. And the, and the Christmas trees are like behemoth size now because it's overrun, um, and it's no longer a Christmas tree farm. That place, I think we would cut. I don't know if we would cut it down, but we'd pick it out, and somebody would come cut it for okay, us. But that was that was yes, and that's Southern California. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, but see, but, but how many years ago was that? Well, at least all? thirty. Oh, yeah, twenty-eight. Because I, mean, I, I remember. Like, but I'm saying us. Yeah, like, no, we've never done that. Like, that oh, and oh. we don't even do a real tree. So, for those of you that have judgment on people with artificial trees, that's us. Because our kids don't like the smell of pine, and I like having the Christmas tree up for a really long time. Yeah, because this last year we had our Christmas tree up till Easter. We had it, peeps all over it. It became it was a Valentine's Day tree, and then it became a. Easter, Easter tree. tree, yeah. All right, opening stockings and gifts together Christmas morning. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's always fantastic. Reading the nativity story from Matthew and Luke together. I think that's, yeah, I mean, two a great accounts of the birth of Jesus. Um, Singing Christmas carols together. That would totally be like, I love Christmas songs. And it's so funny now because now that like my entire family is gone and I don't have anybody to drive around, like it used to be right around Thanksgiving when they would start playing the Christmas songs. Especially. I think I just learned something new. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, y- you like Christmas songs. Yeah, I do. Don't you remember, like Alex and I would come home, all those times I would take him for football and stuff and we'd be singing about the hippopotamus song and, and that type of thing. Don't you remember? I've played you the hippopotamus song. Oh, I love the hippopotamus song. It is one of your favorite songs, but... Um, this is one of those places where I'm, I'm just having sort of a like, whoa, wait a minute, what's going on here? Because any other time of year, it, and when it comes to music or songs in general. Not my favorite. You you, you walk in like when I have music on and you're like yelling that at- happened a, today. You're yelling at Alexa to, to volume down and it's barely, I can barely even hear the music. <laughs> so, for, so for you to be like, oh my gosh. I would totally have Christmas songs playing right now. Okay. Well, let, heck, then let's play Christmas songs all day long, honey. Tony's I, like, I'm not going to get yelled at. Uh, Watching yeah. Scrooge while we wrap Christmas presents, that's great. <laughs> and, and you can substitute in 
for that one for yourselves. You can substitute in any of the Christmas movies. I remember one year we asked what your favorite Christmas movie was and literally any Christmas movie that had ever been produced made it onto the list. There yeah. were like a hundred Christmas movies. That's uh, funny. Cooking together, uh, making sugar cookies. And, and I'm going to put a plug in on here for the Position Post magazine. Each and every month we produce the Position Post magazine. It's an amazing resource for married couples. It's the only digital magazine out there for married couples. And one of the departments we have in that is by somebody in the one family. And she does an amazing job each and every month to do a department called cooking with love. Mm -hmm. And I was looking through the issue, the upcoming issue and just seeing what she created and going, Oh my gosh, Elisa, we need to do this. Um, because it is, it's one of those things where you and I even just recently have just cut out eating out a little bit more, just cut it, cut it out, especially dinner time, because mm-hmm. it's just you and I and, and just getting in the kitchen together and, and we'll go grocery shopping and then we'll come home and, and we're cooking. And mm-hmm. it, it may not be like we have this, um, like orchestra going on. Like we know exactly where we're moving in together within the kitchen, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. And I was like looking at that. And so just looking at the magazine today going, man, this one is really good. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put a link here in the, in the uh, episode notes for you guys, if you want to pick up the position pose magazine. Another, you know, kind of tied in with that cooking together is making cookies together, right? This is a great time where, you know, a lot of people will do cookie exchanges, um, but making that something the two of you do together. You know, I think a lot of these, like you can look at this list and you know, go, oh, but that would be so much fun to do with the kids. Sure. Mm. Sure it would. Uh, like, great. We have kids, you guys. Like we do things with our children. But I want to bring it back to the fact of what do the two of you do for yourselves and for your marriage in this season? Right. Maybe, you know, some of the other ones that we didn't put on here. And one of the ones that Tony and I really, I <laughs> like, this was a tradition. I remember like we really, our kids don't enjoy going and looking at Christmas lights so much. They, they haven't ever, like even when they were little, they didn't get excited about being out with the crowds. And, but we live in a neighborhood that mm-hmm. puts on an epic, all of the houses in like, a, I don't know, four block, five block, six block area. I don't know. It's a mm, lot. It's a lot. They're all part of like this whole Christmas light extravaganza. Mm-hmm. And Christmas, Christmas card lane. This is Christmas card lane. Over yeah. Here. There's yep. a few different ones here in San Diego that all have their own names. And so Tony and I will just, you know, go grab a hot chocolate and walk the neighborhood and just, you know, ooh and ah and, you know, look at the house that's got, you know, like 50,000 lights on it. And yeah, they actually have a sign every year telling you exactly how many lights and just have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Right. What's important is what, what does it look like for the two of you to have a conversation this week and really get into this place of saying, what are the couple's traditions, not the family traditions, not the ones that have been passed down or whatever. What are the couple's traditions that are really meaningful or important to you? What are the ones that maybe, maybe off of this list or, you know, somebody else was talking about and you're like, that might be kind of fun for us to put our own spin on it. Mm-hmm. Right. This is the week to have that conversation. It's the beginning of December. You got time. Yep. You got, you got time, right? But make a decision that you're going to do something. Be decisive and make it happen. Don't get to January being all grumpy that you didn't do anything for your marriage in the month of December. Like I'm telling you, if you don't do anything, you will be grumpy. Instead, be decisive, be intentional, take action and take that joy 
into the new year because it makes the new year look a whole lot different when you're feeling joyful about your marriage and your spouse. Yeah, that's so good. You guys go out there, have fun, have fun with those traditions that you may already have or ones that you are going to start. Either way, strengthen your recreational intimacy this week, this month. Put it on your calendar, take a moment, just jot down a time. It could be one day, it could be a a couple of days this month that it's just gonna be the two of you going out, strengthening your recreational intimacy around the holidays, doing a tradition or starting a tradition that the two of you would enjoy. So go for it. Have yourselves a great week. We'll catch you guys next week. Love you guys.